Biz Talk. I am here with Mike Schlattman from Brooktown. How you doing, Mike? Brooklyn in the house. How's it going, Angel? Thanks Brooklyn. for having me. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, yeah. I'm glad you uh, decided to come on board because we got lots to talk about. We do, we do. For sure. So, uh, Mike, you have you are the owner of Tall City Bagel. That's correct. Awesome. Now, I've, I've, I've had the bagel. It's good. I, 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 well, I appreciate that. I need a lot coming from you. Man, you know, it's uh, we've had you out here at a BAM event, and, yep. you know, it made some noise. Uh, a lot of people really enjoyed it. And, you know, it's not like your store-bought bagel because you're making it. Right, yep. You're, you're actually making the dough that becomes the bagel. Right. You know, and then you're about to start another company. It's called Coney Island Dogs of Midland. Yep, bringing another great New York taste to the Bourbon Basin. And that one, you're going to be serving from right here in the band parking lot. We are, on um, Thursdays and Fridays. Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, 11, 11.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then as uh, summer progresses, we'll go probably into later hours when we get more sunlight. Man, I love it. Can't wait. Can't wait to taste the Coney Dog, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, being from New York, from Brooklyn, right? You're you a long ways from home, buddy. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Long ways from home. So, you know, the, tell us about yourself. Who, who, who's Mike? And, you know, how did you get here to West Texas? Uh, well, as you said, I'm from New York City originally. Um, when I got out of the Army, I actually moved to California, and I started to get into IT. Um, at first, I was just messing mostly with stuff with, with uh, Macintosh, Apple um, OS, and then I started getting into Linux. And then from there, I just really got an interest in IT type stuff and networking. So I went into that for a long time. Um, basically, um, starting out from there with learning um, TCP IP and networking and you know IP protocols and that sort of stuff. And I started getting the network security. And um, I messed around with some ISPs I worked up for a while and got some experience with that. And then that got me more into moving from, from Apple, um, which I still use myself, um, more into Linux and Unix. Um, all my computers, I have a desktop and I have a laptop. And of course, they got the Mac OS, but they also boot up, um, you know, you boot, you, um, Linux as well. I mean, I live in Linux. Um, from there, I just basically kept pursuing with it, and I got my first job as a database data um, data center monkey. Um, basically, um, taking customers' computers that came in and setting them up on the racks and setting up the IP ranges and that sort of stuff. And just from there, I just grew up the administrative ladder of um, you know doing stuff in the data center and eventually becoming a server administrator. Ah, a server administrator. So basically, you're just main maintaining and maintaining the servers that operate the internet. Right, exactly. Um, and then um, monitoring stuff with as far as you know DOS attacks and that sort of stuff. Ah, Network security. Security. Yep. Ah, okay. That's that's a big that's a big thing nowadays, yeah. man. For sure. You know, we should probably get into the AI discussion a little later, right? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so okay, California, IT. You know. Yeah. So then I, moved, I ended up moving to, um, to the Kansas City area in Independence and continued some, um, some work there. I was working with Comcast, and um, eventually I got um, the whole department got laid off. Everybody was the whole department shipped to outsource into India. So mm-hmm. after working in IT for so many years, I was thinking, mm, I don't know if I still want to do this. And meanwhile, for about five years, um, at that point, I was also doing a hockey podcast called Puckster's. Um, 
which was um, a twice a week um, podcast where we featured um, enforcers of both the, the past from the old NHL days, you know, that are retired now or moved on, and then some of the up-and-coming players, too, you know, from the minor pro leagues like the ECHL, the AHL. Um, for here, it would be basically equivalent to, like, the Rockhounds, what they are for the A's. Right. These are the teams, you know, for you know for the NHL. They're, they're up-and-coming players, and it was mostly enforcers, so it was a lot of fun. Gotcha. Um, we did that um, live um, by Skype. Um, using Skype video, and, you know, they'd, they'd call in, and, you know, we'd connect and do a live stream of that um, on on Twitch. So uh, with losing, you know, getting pink slipped and getting laid off and all that and wanting to maybe do something different, um, I found out about this thing called van life, and it sounded really cool. Um, and it was basically, you know, traveling in a van that you convert into, you know, basically a home on wheels. So I took the idea and talked to some of the, you know, the team managers and some of the players that had been on my podcast and so forth and ran the idea of what if instead of doing it by Skype, we traveled to them and did all the interviews in the locker rooms or the press box and everyone just loved the idea and um, no one else was doing it at the time at the, you know, at the hockey level that we were. So I went out and I bought a Conline van and converted into basically a home on wheels and had running water, solar panels on the roof, everything, and off we went on the road for 18 months. And it was awesome. Um, a lot of fun, basically living the hockey dream. Um, I played yeah. hockey myself all my life, so, you know, that was, you know, the, the life for me. It was like, wow, you know. Um, so we were out in El Paso doing some stuff with the El Paso Rhinos, and after we are done there, we are supposed to do a, um, an interview with the Jackalopes here, and then we're going back to the Dallas area to do some stuff with the Texas Stars, which is the AHL affiliate for the Dallas Stars. And as we're coming through the Gopalachi Mountains, um, all of a sudden the, the van started making this really loud noise that, you know, the whole time on the road we never heard. And it just started getting slower and slower on the climb. But then once we got to the top of the hill, it was fine again. And, you know, we just continued on. And then all of a sudden when we got into, as we came in, we came into Midland before Odessa, and while we're out on the loop, all of a sudden the van just made that noise, but even louder, and it just kicked into like 10 miles an hour. So you can imagine being on, on the loop doing 10 miles an hour and not being able to speed up past that and all the cars behind you honking. And so um, we found a, a target, um, the one on the loop. So pulled into there thinking maybe I can get something for the engine. Um, went in, got some engine honey, poured it in, went in the back, went to see, uh, sleep for the night. and. Woke up the next morning, tried to turn it over, nothing. It was Wait completely dead. Yep. So got out my phone, found a mobile mechanic on Facebook, and they came out and took a look at it. And, um, you know, he's all, well, sir, I have some bad news for you and some worse news for you. And I'm all, <laughs> well, okay, let's do the bad news first, I guess, Might first, well, right? right? You know? <laughs> but, um, Just set up the worst news. Come on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So he thought, well, unfortunately, your whole top cylinder is completely blown out. I was like, um, okay. That's and not good. That's really not good. And what can actually be worse than yeah. that? And he thought, well, unfortunately, your whole bottom cylinder is blown out too. Jeez. Oh, because this is a V10 diesel, so it had, you know, cylinders on both. And he said, basically, it's going to cost five or $6,000 to basically find a new used engine and, you know, replace it. So here we are in some town called Midland we never even heard of and basically stranded and, you know, a couple hundred bucks in our pocket and 
So um, we actually found a, a dually truck. Um, someone told us about the Salvation Army here and how they had the shelter and the food and we gave them a call and they were cool about bringing the van out there and leaving it in the parking lot and coming in and using their services as needed and you know et cetera. You just have to tow it over there? Right. Man. So got lucky cheap. and found a guy in the parking lot that had a dually and he agreed to go ahead and chain it and ah. tow us over there just pulling it. So good. good. So that worked out. That saved us, you know, a good chunk of money on towing because, I mean, you know, that would have been money right there, too. For sure. Hey, you know, West Texas, right, it does have some friendly people. They do. And they do. they're willing to lend a hand out. They do. A lot of friendly people here. I mean, I get I get some of the people, you know, oh, you're a Yankee or this and that, you know, but for the most part, I mean, everyone's been really nice here so far, and we really love it, and it's grown on us, and this is why we're here now and staying here. Um, so I, I mean, so you just decide you decided to stay. Like, what, yeah. what's, what was that from being broke down here to like, oh, where is this place? We're trying to get out of here. But how long have you been here? Um, a little, a little over three years. That's 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 a long stay, man. So actually, the the kicker with deciding to stay here was um, after we broke down. That was in January of 2020. Uh, Next month later, COVID hit. Yep, yep, been there. So. And I was going to be working in the kitchen at the Salvation Army to raise some money to fix our engine and get back on the road. And basically, the day I was supposed to report, they tell me that, um, unfortunately, due to, you know, this outbreak in COVID now, that the, they had a hiring freeze. And so they couldn't hire me. So I just went back to doing, you know, odd jobs and stuff. Um, I met this guy, Dennis. Um, he has a little landscaping company where he cleans parking lots and stuff. And I was working with him for a while. Um, he had some contracts we'd clean like the, the Best Buy parking lot and a few of the others and yeah. stuff like that. So so it was some cash money and you know, we were able to eat at the Salvation Army to save money and Yeah. How long did how long did you do that? Um, so we got first stimulus check. So then with, you know, the the you know, the basically the whole country still being locked down and, you know, sports ended and you know, hockey was hockey was starting to play again, but you know, it was like where it was just no, no fans were allowed or anything like that. It was just mm. completely just, you know, em you know, empty arenas with the teams playing. So decided the, you know, probably the best bet would be because who knows how long it was going to be till we'd be back on the road and get the engine fixed and all that. Took the stimulus check and we got an apartment. Okay. Yeah. So. Made Midland home. Yep. Made Midland home. And um, I started my first company shortly after that which um, I still do some for, you know, regular customers, but um, mostly I'm focused now on the bagels and now the hot dogs because it just got way too expensive with the ingredient cost rise and all that. But I actually started here as a keto bakery, and a lot of people know me around town as Keto Mike. Keto Mike. Yep. And Mike in the mix. So I've been on keto a little over five years myself, and... Um, I found out about Farmer's Market once we got the apartment and all that, when things started to open back up around in June. I think it was like June or July of 2020. Yeah. So I contacted them thinking, you know, well, I'm going to be here a while. It'd be cool maybe to meet some people, talk about keto. And so they tell me, well, you got to sell something. So I said, okay, well, what if I just do some keto cookies? And they're like, great. And I have my food handler's permit already from getting that to work at the kitchen in Farmer's Market. So they tell me, you know, um, basically, I just had to have that, which I had, and pay the $20 fee it was at the time for, for the booth for the three or four hours, whatever it was. Um, I think it was four hours because it was the summer. Yeah. 
So made some cookies, went down, set up, didn't have a tent or anything. I was just sitting out there in the sun at the table, the sun, man. some Ooh. cookies out and, you know, bacon. bacon, you know, I wouldn't meet, you know, you know, sell anything. I'd just maybe meet somebody and talk and, you know, maybe gain a friend here now. And next thing I know, I started having all these people coming up to the booth and or the table, and they're like, "Wow, you got keto?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Wow!" And it, I sold out in 45 minutes, you know. And here I was, not even expecting to make the 20 bucks back, and they were gone. Nice. And then I got home that afternoon, and I had people messaging me on Facebook already, asking, you know, can I pay you now for, you know, for next week to make make us more stuff, or can I pick it up during the week? And I'm just sitting there reading the messages, you know, I, I got slammed with them too, like seven or eight people. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, wow, you want to pay me now for next week? You know, yeah. we're struggling to get back on our feet and all that. So, um, yeah, definitely. For sure. You know? yeah. And just it, it really took off, as um, you know, and a lot of people know. I mean, it was really popular for almost two years and unfortunately with all the cost of the ingredients it just it got just too slow where I had to do something else because I still have my diehard keto customers but the people that were buying it just because they heard of me or heard it was good or just want something healthy to right. eat, you know, five bucks for a brownie. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? But when they come up and see it's eight bucks or ten bucks, oh, I'm not going to get that. Yeah. I, I can go get that at Walmart, you know? So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, so that was that and so I started doing um, pretzels and brats that summer at Farmer's Market, and that went really well. Pretzels and brats. Yep. And you know, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to be hungry by the time we get done. Right, right yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm always hungry. Even on keto, I'm still fat. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, it was, I took, and then I decided to take August and September, September off for Farmer's Market um due to you know it was just getting way too hot and breaking mm -hmm. down at you know one noon and one o'clock in the afternoon when it was 103 104 degrees yep. it was just getting too much so yeah west texas don't play with that yeah man so then um i was going to come back um the farmer's market and do the the new bagels i was starting to do because people were like hey so what you know because i said i'm thinking of doing something for the fall what do you guys want and everyone started saying well you're from new york you know you know how to, you know how to make a good bagel I said, well, actually, I do. I come from a, I come from a bagel family. My uncle has a bagel shop out in Long Island, and my cousin has a bagel shop down in South Jersey. So oh. I, I knew all the, you know, the ways to make it with the hand rolling and the boiling and what temperature to set the boiling pot at and all that. So I was like, yeah. You had done some time in the kitchen right. over there, huh? So, you know, so I was like, yeah, we could. I bet you that would work. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, please, please, please do bagels, please do bagels. And the first day, it just took off. Um, I had, I think. 14 orders the first day and it just stayed consistent since and then we started um, everyone started saying that we need to get into a brick-and-mortar and, -mortar. and um, You know, I couldn't afford that myself, but everyone's like well, what if you do? I guess there's a coffee place here that I found out called um, Far West coffee mm -hmm. and I guess they started out basically doing kind of like what I'm doing too is like right now I have the cart I guess they started with the cart and they yeah. did crowdfunding and taking the money through the months of you know, between working the cart and the crowdfunding to get into their brick and mortar and that's what my customers told me what I should start doing and that's what we've been doing we've been slowly you know crowdfunding towards the uh, brick and mortar and now that I bought the cart I'm making some more money than, than I did from baking from home because now I'm you know licensed by the by this uh, the county of Midland to be um, the same thing as a food truck where I can do you know you know bacon egg and cheese and you okay. know all kind you know all the schmears and the block sandwiches and all that so you know it's bringing in a lot more income which is great that's awesome 
That's good. Yeah, so you're, you're bootstrapping. Yeah. Good old American bootstrapping. Yep, the way yeah. you do it. So at, as an entrepreneur, man, so you're you're going through it right now. I am. You know, you're you're banging out. You're banging it out. Uh, grinding. You know, uh, much respect for that. Well, thank it's, you. It's, it's not easy. It's not. No, nah, man. You know, every day you're pushing, you're doing something. Especially when you're you're what you're doing is you're you're making from scratch. Right. Right. Like it, it's it's like a traditional make. You know, it's not like you're you're buying some Sam's bagels and heating them up. You know, and throwing some sour cream on it. Right. Like talk to, talk to me about the schmear. This the name itself I've never heard before. Right. Because I'm not from New York, so right. I, you know. But that's that's like it makes sense. Yeah. Right? Smear it. Yeah, smear it on there. So talk about what is the smear? How, right. how, um, New York came up with it basically um, just as a fancy term for um, cream cheese because uh, New York way, of course, you know, everything's different in New York than everywhere else, you know, because New York always has to be different. Uh, the, the smear is actually what they call the double whip process where you first make your normal cream cheese and then from there, it goes back into the mixing bowl again, and you add powdered sugar to it. Um, you add you add some heavy whipping cream and that sort of stuff, and give it a second whip so it gets it gets more firm, yet soft at the same time, and it just gets that real creamy compared to like how when you open up a, like a thing of like um, Philadelphia cream cheese or something where it's just this hard block that you're like, yeah. wow, what do I do with this? You know, yeah, cutting it and trying to spread it on, and yeah. the bagel's coming apart, and where this just goes right in, it's just smooth like butter. Yeah. So, at what point do you put the ingredients in it? For, huh? the, for the beginning, you put the yeah, ingredients? Yeah, you make, make uh. the cream cheese first, and then once that's done, then you add in um, some powdered sugar and some um, heavy whipping cream, and then you do another whip of it a, a second time. And that mixes in with the cream cheese to make it softer and more spreadable. Gotcha. All right. And then the powdered sugar gives it a little bit of more flavor, too, so it's not that bland, just cream cheese taste. Yeah, yeah. And then even your bagels... Like, it depends what you make them with as well, right? Because I know you did a collaboration with Eccentric Brewery. Right. Talk to, tell us about that. What sure. was that? Yeah, um, they they came out with um, uh, a new flavor, and we went and ran with it. Um, we did some stuff with Eccentric before um, as far as doing stuff like that as well with the, some of the keto stuff. Like, um, something became very popular for me that I actually kept after St. Patrick's Day was I made an Irish car bomb brownie. And that was a, a stout in the in the um, in the brownie itself, and then the buttercream had Jameson and um, and Bailey's Irish cream mixed into the buttercream, and then some chocolate and made it into a chocolate frosting on top of the brownie. And for the stout, I started using Eccentric's beer. I was using their um, F and J, which is a really really good stout beer. Yeah. Um, it's definitely comparable to Guinness. Um, so I'll be I, as bold to say as it's even actually better than I Guinness. I think it's better. I agree. It's better than Guinness. And we, we did that, and it became real popular. And everywhere I went, um, people started asking for it. And then they came out with their, their strawberry stout. Or, no, their um, raspberry stout. That was it, raspberry. Mm -hmm. And we did that as well, and that was, that was a big hit as well. So, um, so you just use it as like the water base for the, the dough or how, how are you using it? Um, for the keto, I was mixing it into the dough. So it would mostly kick out, cook out. So it would have the flavor, but it wouldn't have all the carbs and stuff like, like the beer would when you eat it, you right. know, cause you know, I was trying to keep it as low as carb as possible. Right. I mean, it still had a little extra carbs, but you know, YOLO, you live once. Yeah, you know? there you go. So, <laughs> but, um, as far as the, 
the pretzel bagels I was doing, um, I was actually putting their stout into, um, they came out with a new stout for one run, and I actually put that into the boiling water that I used to, um, to boil my bagels along with some barley, and it gave it a real good flavor, and it kept it in the, in the bagel, and you could really taste it, and it was really good, and, and then it was just rolled in some really thick pretzel salt, and it just came out real good. Yeah, I think that's the one that I had. Right. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. MRT actually did an interview with me on that as well. On that same. On that yeah. on that particular bagel, so. Nice. So yeah. you, so since you started this, bringing bringing New York to West Texas, pretty much, right? Like, what are some of the compliments that people would like? I've never had a New York, or you know, what do, what do you hear a lot? Yeah, I hear that a lot. Wow, these bagels are you know nothing like I've ever tasted before, and. You know, and then I get the, a lot of the people, I have a lot of customers who um, spent time in New York or, you know, are like me from New York living here now and they, they just love it. I mean, I've had people tell me that they've got, that they've moved from other areas, even in Texas and stuff where they have New York style bagel you know, bakeries and they've been here 10, 15 years and never been able to find a bagel like mine since. So nice. And they love it. And I have a ton of repeat customers and yeah, I bet. So it's because when you were here at our event. I saw Dan Crowder's walking out with bags. Yep. A nothing but bagels. <laughs> like he was the bagel run, you know, doing the bagel run. He's one of my biggest customers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but he spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, too. He's, I mean, he's he went been up to there, so he Brooklyn knows. Law School and all that. Yeah. And I guess he did some work um, before law school there as well, he was telling me about. Yeah. That sort of stuff, so. Yeah, so, it, like, I've talked with Dan and then a couple other people that are, you know, have been to New York, live there, and they're like, oh, yeah, man, it's, it's tastes just like you're in New York. Right. You know? Uh, so how do you, how do you, uh, what do you do, like, because I know the water has to be a certain pH or how do you? Right, certain pH, it has to be a certain temperature. And right now I'm just using um, natural spring water. But once we do move into our brick and mortar, we're going to take it to the next step. I found a company that has a filtration system where they actually measure your, your water, the pH and all the chemicals and stuff. And then they send you filters and codes based on your water where they specialize in New York, but will be able to make the water taste like any water anywhere in the, in the world. So, like, if we ever decide one day to make some sourdough bread, we can get the code for San Francisco, put that in, oh. and get get a taste in just like San Francisco water for, you know, for the sourdough, yeah. for, you yeah. know, for making the, the feed for that and stuff. But, yeah, um, there's companies all around the United States that are using it, and um, they're noticing, their customers are use, noticing it. Um, some places that are at the point where they're actually selling just cups of water to people that live there now that, you know, are former New Yorkers that just miss that taste so much that they're actually going in just to buy a cup of New York, you know, New York City wow. taste just like tap, you know, ice water. Huh. And then same thing, we'll use it in our bagels. Um, once we have a brick and mortar, we'll also be expanding to New York pizza. Um, Y'all hear, heard it here first. Yep. Um, it'll be the ice cubes for our fountain sodas and stuff. And then, of course, we're already doing a New York coffee as well, where we're we're actually importing a bean in from Brooklyn, New York, that's roasted there. And it's got a real ultra-dark uh, roast to it. With It's an Italian blend, and it's people are loving it. I mean, we had people come up to the booth that... You know, up to our cart that aren't even buying the bagels. They're just coming for the coffee, and, you know, and that, that's all they want that day. And another day they'll come back and get a coffee and bagel or whatever. But we have people some days just coming for that coffee. And 
Um, when we did Basin Brunch two weeks ago on Saturday, that was that was a big hit. Everyone was, even though they had the mimosas and all that, people were also coming up for our coffee because it was so strong, so they can drink it, sober up real quick, yeah, and they'll go hit the mimosas again, you know? Yeah. So Reset. Yeah. <laughs> Reset, re-drink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a long day out here. <laughs> yes, sir. Wow. Okay, so you got a lot going on. You have, so what you're telling me as an entrepreneur is that you have future plans and milestones you're trying to achieve. Right. Yep. You know, and you have a clear goal of how you're going to get there? Yeah. Um, we want to bring as many uh, great tastes in New York as we can to to the basin. Uh, our next step will be once we get in our brick and mortar and we get settled in, we're getting everything going with the with the bagels and hopefully continue with the hot dogs as well. Um, so far, it's looking like just from the hype of announcing it today before the interview, um, people are really excited about it. So I think it's going to be something that's going to grow too and. Hopefully, it gets to the point where it'll be able to, you know, fulfill itself. Where we have the bagel shop, we can have that cart we're using now outside, and keep that just New York, New York hot dogs on it. Ah. And then we want to start getting into because we're using pizza ovens for our bagels, so we'll have the same equipment where we want to move in. Next up, we'll be moving into New York, bag, um, New York pizza as well. Ah, okay. So, so you're using the same equipment. Right. Got you. Okay. So that's that's smart. Yep. Okay. So. What what makes a, a a Coney Island dog? What makes it? What makes a New York dog? How's a New York dog different from any other dog? Um, one is the onions with the the push cut. Um, they call it the push um, cart onions and sauce. Um, it's not just diced up onions at all. It's got a whole sauce built into it that the onions roast in, and it's real smooth. And then of course is what's known as it's not really dirty, but it's known as dirty water. And it's gotten that name just because the seasoning that you put into the water and let it boil before you you put the hot dogs in to steam them um, gets a real like cloudy um, cloudy you know, like texture to them and stuff. So the water looks like it's dirty and you know and then but it, I mean it's it's clean water it's fresh water it's just the seasonings do that so um, that's the that's the real secret to New York dogs is that dirty water. Mm-hmm. Where water. most places they they grill their hot dogs or they just right. steam them or throw them in the oven or whatever. Where so it's a boil, right? Okay. It's like a steam boil. Steam boil. You, you you boil the water first while uh -huh. it's got the the flavors in it, and then you bring it down to a low. So you just steam the hot dogs in it, ah, and it soaks up that water and it soaks up the seasoning into the hot dog. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's that's what makes a New York dog. Yep. And then you're going to get into pizzas, and the pizza's going to be New York styles? Or? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Everything's New York style. Yeah, hand-tossed. Okay. Which I'm going to have to learn, because I'm not that good with that yet, but we'll I get mean, there. I mean, practice, right? Yep. I make my own. I always hand-toss. <laughs> Usually three or four tries, you know, a couple times first lands on the floor, and, oh, got to make another one. But you get it eventually. Yeah, yeah. And how about the cheese? Like, are you going to make the cheese special, or how you... Um, no, um, there's no really secret cheese in New York. It's just, uh, just getting a real good quality mozzarella. Mozzarella, right? Yeah, and, uh, of course, a scratch-made sauce with lots of rosemary and, and, um, sage and that sort of stuff in it to give yeah. it a real, real, you know, bang and Italian taste. Man, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. Bam, right? bang. Bam, know? bang. Bam, yeah. bang. <laughs> like it, man. So, there's a lot going on here in Midland. Right, there are, and, and I, I see that you know you're 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 everywhere, man. I see you. I run into you all the time. <laughs> I'm busy out there promoting, you know, getting trying to put my product into you know new people's hands, and 
you know, out there anywhere I can to, you know, to try and sell the product so more people find out about it. And I mean, we're growing. Um, a few months ago, we were um, 12, 1300 people on Facebook. We just hit uh, 2,700 followers the other day for nice. Tall City Bagel. Moving, man. And if you're not following us yet, um, you're doing it wrong, and you should be following us at um, tallcity.bagel on Instagram and Facebook. Where can they find you uh, on, like, uh, Saturdays and Sundays? Um, Saturday and Sunday, we're actually, we have a lot we're using up, right up the street from you guys, uh, right next door to Midland Self Storage. It's, an, it's like, two blocks up, um, and they're letting us use our lot. So we set up there on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, and then Thursdays and Fridays is going to be here at Bam. Right. Yep. Man, and Saturday awesome. and Sunday's bagels at Bam will be it'll be the hot dogs. Thursday, Friday here at Bam. Yep. Saturday, Sunday out there on Big Spring. Yep. Right down the road. Yep. Man, so that's a uh, that's pretty awesome, man. Um, are you eyeing out a brick and mortar right now? Are you looking at something, or is that something that's still you're you're off in the future planning? We've been looking. Um, the problem is finding something that's affordable. Uh, a lot of the stuff that's already zoned as restaurants um, are just too big, so the rent would just mm. be way too expensive because it's you know three to seven thousand square foot. Or, yeah. And anything small, everything's zoned as retail, and that's just going to take way too much construction and cost to to bring that to the codes that need to be mm. you know that for the, you know to, to you know to rezone it to a restaurant. Right. Um, like actually we thought we found a really great location. Uh, we looked out over where popcorn premier was when they closed mm -hmm. because I found out they had the duct already. They had the, you know, they had all the sinks, all that, but because they were only making popcorn there, it turned out they were only zoned for retail. Uh, so their ventilation system, even though they had the duct, they didn't have the fire suppression or anything like that right. in it. So that would all been had it been added, and yeah. that right there That's is not four or five thousand dollars just just to have that. Yeah. And then everything else, it has to be brought up the code to go to restaurant. Right, right. So uh, what are alternatives? Maybe looking at a like a like a food truck type deal or. Um. No, I think um, until we get our brick and mortar, we're just going to stick with the cart. I mean. I don't really see the point of really going from the cart to the food truck because I'm basically doing everything already that I can in the food truck and it's just more overhead. Um, we are looking at um, um, the Summit Center, the new place getting ready yeah. to, that's going to be opening next year over on um, Mockingbird. Okay. Which is going to be a mixture of there's I guess there's going to be restaurants there, food courts. There's going to be um, you know uh, regular retail stores mm -hmm. and I guess a park area and I guess a bar and they got musical entertainment. And yeah. So, um, but I've spoke with them. We you know we've we've gone back and forth a few times. Everything sounds really interesting and good, but the construction phase we're in currently they're not at the point yet where they can bring people in to start touring the property and all right. that. So. So that's basically on hold, but that's really honestly where we're looking at. Or if that doesn't work out, maybe something at the, the shopping center that's going to open when they put in the, the um, Bass Pro Shop. Because yeah. that's going to be a big shopping center as well. Yeah, for Plus, sure. Plus, uh, I guess there's a big entertainment content center going in and all that there. So that's hey. another place. Yeah, and then, I mean, there's all kinds of places popping up. There's even a Par 3 coming into town. I mean, Midland is really about to expand here in the next several years. As long as Einstein Bagel stays out, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, this they're, they're even a different, totally different kind of bagel than we are, so. Uh, not so much competition then. Right. Huh? But when people hear bagel, it's the same thing. You know right. I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. teaching people what the New York bagel is compared to the bagel of the rest of the world. And then, I guess, a shout-out to Montreal bagels as well because they're a unique style as well. But Ah, okay. So you basically a generic bagel where, you know, most, you know, a lot of the chain stores and grocery stores and, you know, Einstein's and stuff sells. Um, then you have the Montreal bagels, and then, you know, of course, you have the, the New York bagels, the, the best bagels in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to educate me here. Montreal bagel, it's, it's like a brand? Um, it's a style, um, kind of like how different areas do pizza. Uh-huh. Um, they hand roll just like New York, but they don't boil. And then they make them in a, um, uh, like a brick fire oven instead of like a traditional electric, um, like pizza oven. Right. So they use like the same style ovens that like when you make a a brick oven pizza and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And you said you're going to be using ovens, right? Pizza ovens? Right. But not brick oven? No, it'll be the old style New York with the, you know, where they go in with a single door and shove in, close the door and Uh cook. Gotcha. 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 Uh, Because I know you've seen uh, De Casa. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's a really nice setup right it there. It is, it is. Yeah. And they're brick oven. Yeah, it's a brick and oven. And actually, they do bagels once in a while, too, but not ah. regularly. And they do a Montreal bagel. Oh, wow, okay. Didn't know that, but they're set up for it. Yep. Because that is that is one mean truck, man. It is, it is. Super and now cool. they're getting ready for their brick and mortar yeah. as well, and they're parking their truck at the brick and mortar. Right, at the brick, yeah. So yep. there's there's some there's some uh, really great businesses who have done what you're running up against. Yeah. A lot of yeah. food trucks have moved to brick and mortar soon already, which, and they're all doing great. So, I mean, that's giving me the incentive to know that we have the same kind of customer following that we're going to do great as well. I mean, shout out to my homie Ruben. I mean, Pachucos, they're, Pachucos. they're killing it from a small little beer yeah. truck t- style food truck to yeah. a medium to that T-Rex that was like a big fire yeah. engine big to now taking over Johnny's Barbecue. I mean, yeah. you know, and they're, they're busy. I mean, any time of day you go in there, they're busy. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I, I get invited to go to lunch, and they're like 12. I'm like, no, we better go like 11, 11.30 before yeah. it hits, or we'll be sitting there waiting. Yeah, go there before the door opens. Or, or the food's going to run out, you know? And uh, same thing with <laughs> Buffalo Joe's. They're doing great, too. They're Buffalo a food truck, Joe's. and yeah. they, they moved into the old steakhouse down, downtown. Yeah. They're killing it, too. And the Casa's doing really well, like we said, with their food truck, and they're getting ready to open their brick and mortar. I know most days they, I follow them on Instagram, and I know most days they sell out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shout out to all those guys, man. Yep. It, it is it's impressive how they started out as just a food truck, but then they scaled. Right. You know, and, you know, I, I remember this was what a decade ago, you know, when food trucks weren't a thing here. Right. There's maybe one or two. And, you know, what we used to call back in the day, the roach coaches. Right. Yep. You know, but it was nothing like what's been happening here in the last several years. Right. You know, it's almost like a, a food revolution of sorts. Right. You know, it goes across the board, you know, uh, eccentric brewery, right? You know, there's actual craft beer here. Yeah. Which 10 years ago, you wouldn't have seen that, Mike. Right. Like, it, it, was, it would have been a hard sell just to sell a craft beer here, mm-hmm. right? But now, here, over the last couple of years, it's opened up. Right, yeah. You know, more taste, more flavors are coming in. Uh, there, there's a there's a culture that's developing, you know, on top of the culture that was here before, and it's expanding people's horizons. It's it's getting them to experience life a little bit more. Right. You know, because, um, you know, we've talked on this podcast before. It's like it was hard to bring a business idea, concept that was in from a larger city because it wasn't here yet, you know. Right. But now that... It's kind of seeped in now. Okay, now you're starting to see the fruits, fruits of that. You know these food trucks that are going into their brick and mortar and making it a unique 
experience. Right. You know, you go you go to Buffalo Joe's. You go into Buffalo Joe's. It's a totally different concept than you would think from the outside. You walk in, and the wings are fantastic. Yeah, like they gotta be the big, the best wings in Midland. Best in the area. I mean. I got some other buddies to do wings. I'm sorry, you guys rock, but nobody beats Buffalo Joe's. Buffalo Joe's got it on live. Just like Eccentric. I mean, there's other brew companies here, but now, but Eccentric's got it. I mean, yeah. uh, I think last year I read they got um, voted number one um, craft beer for at the Rock Rock Hound Games. Yep, yep. They're always coming out with new flavors and. Yeah, and then you got Jamie that really cares about the music scene as well. And, that is awesome. You know, bringing in all mm-hmm. this new songwriter stuff yeah. and all the new bands. And I'm loving that. Know. Loving I mean, that. He's yeah. bring, Jamie's really bringing a whole new culture to, to Midland, and it's great. Def- uh, big, definitely. Big props and shout-outs to him as well. Absolutely. Big shout out to eccentric Jamie Following and Aaron. The yeah, and then you got, you know, and then Aaron, you know, he's the mad scientist. Right. You know, that's, so I'm a I'm a craft beer aficionado, right? I've been uh-huh. across the country, had micro brews from coast to coast. Eccentric is, is in the top. Yeah. They're in the top five easy, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's, that's how good it is, you know. Right. And the diversity you know, of, of what he makes, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Right. right? Like yep. you said, mentioned a raspberry stout earlier. Mm-hmm. I think at one point he had a peanut butter stout, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it just some wild stuff. It, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. uh, there's, I think, you know, there's just a lot going on here. Um, then you're coming from Brooktown and, and, and bringing Brooklyn, <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn. Okay. What is Brooktown? Something different? Um, I think that, I think Brooktown is in Massachusetts. I think it's like ah, in the Boston area. Gotcha. Okay. I think it's okay. like in the Cambridge area, Brooktown. Gotcha. Okay. See over here, we just throw something with town behind it. Just right. <laughs> Midtown. Midtown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, uh, Midland West Texas is ready. It is for change. It's it's ready for new things to come in. Um, like here at Bam, we want to be part of that new. You know what's new, what's fresh. You know, like like uh, my partner Michael, he always says, "Keep it new, keep it fresh, keep it exciting." Yeah. You know, and if a city as a whole can come together to do that, as if communities can come together, then we got something cooking here. Right. We got something good. We got some movement coming. We got different. Uh, aspects, you know, of, of your, your palate, right. right. Of your mind, you know, of what you're listening to, you know, of local music, cause local music before was just cover bands. Right. You know, and there, there's some really good musicians here, you know, and the majority of them would love to play original music. Mm-hmm. But the problem was 10 there's years ago, people doing it to make a band out of it. Right. You know, 10 years ago, you come to try and play original music. You're going to get two or three people be like, Oh, that was cool. Right. You know, Led Zeppelin, you know, play some Led Zeppelin, right? Or, yep. or, or play some something, Aerosmith, or, you know, some Metallica, man, some Metallica. You know, like, okay, that's cool. But how about this original song that you've never heard before? Right. Right? How about these four or five songs that you've never heard before that right. I wrote myself and I wrote the music to? You know, so that that's coming in. That's what you're talking about, the Jamie's bringing, right. the singer-songwriter. Because um, right now in Lubbock, that's doing really hot. Right. Right. And surrounding town. So, you know, that's that, that's a college scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, Austin, middle of Texas, they've been doing that for decades. You know, that's what make Austin great. The music and the food. So and the beer. Right. That the whole the life that that, that kind of um, lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, where it's 
It's uh, more open. Try different things. Bring in different things because everybody's unique. Everybody's different. Right. You know. So let's get away from the the cookie cutter stuff. And we're starting to see that more and more now here too, even with our food trucks. I mean, yes. we have um, Jam and Namens now with that amazing Jamaican food. Ah. Um, have you tried theirs? No, I haven't. Um, they're usually at the golf course church on Friday nights. And okay. You got to try the Rasta pasta. It's Rasta really pasta. It's a, <laughs> That's awesome. It's a pasta with a with a curry chicken on top with vegetables, and it's amazing. Okay. And yeah, they're they're originally from Jamaica, and then funny the. And to say, actually, after Jamaica, they actually immigrated to Brooklyn and then eventually landed here in Midland. Ah, so that's interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool when I first met them. And um, when I was doing some DJ stuff, they used to come out to, because I was DJing reggae at um, Eccentric. Yeah. Um, trying to get that going. And they used to come out as, a, as my food truck most of the time, too, because, you know, the Jamaican music and the Jamaican food. And yeah. Everyone dug that. So that was really good. Yeah. And then you got a, um, a new food truck that's really killing it too called Grinders. Grinders. I've dirty heard. Grinders, dirty Grinders. That's it. Dirty Grinders. And they're not dirty, just like dirty water. <laughs> um, but they make amazing sandwiches. Okay. Um, of course, there's a Smoked Souls. Um, oh, man. Smoked yeah. Souls gets down. That catfish yes. and that cheeseburger. Yeah. And then another yeah. one with the great cheeseburger is Gillies. Another food truck that gets brick down. and mortar, and mm -hmm. now he's in two locations. He's got his own spot in Greenwood, oh. and then he's also um, set up like how Murray's is in, in um, the tailgate. He's got a little thing now inside Roosters. Ah. So he's okay. got a Gillies in, in Roosters, so that's doing really well, and his food's always been nailed, too. Wow. And then, of course, you know, um, Texas Fudge, I mean, you can't beat that cheesecake. Uh, I mean, even as a New Yorker, I'm going to say they got the best cheesecake in Midland. And, okay. And that's one of the main reasons why I really haven't ventured into cheesecake is because, you know, Texas Fudge is already doing it. There doesn't need somebody to, to come in and do a, another good cheesecake. They, they, they got own it. it. They own it. So. Uh, I'm going to have to try it because I'm a cheesecake. That's my kryptonite. Yeah. Cheesecake's my kryptonite. I'll dive in. Don't test me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing since Junior's. Juniors. I mean, that's the cheesecake. Yeah? That's New York cheesecake? Yeah. Okay. But you can actually, they actually deliver, um, they ship on, um, I think it's like, um, what's that site called? Um, Flat Belly or something? Uh-huh. They dry ice it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes it expensive, so it's nice For to sure. just go to, to, you know, Texas Fudge, and, you know, it's it's equally as good, um, and, you know, it's not the high price of all the shipping and all that. So do they have, a, is, it a, is it like a food truck or do they have a brick and mortar? What do they um, have? It's a food truck. Okay. And they're also on Friday nights at the Golf Course Church, too. Okay. That's a great place for Friday nights for some food trucks. Yeah. See, man, you got that food truck, food truck lock, uh, scene on lock, man. Yep. You follow I was around. down there for a bit, too, when I was doing keto. I used to set up down there sometimes on Friday. Ah, okay. So, so that's how you got to meet a lot. Right. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I met a lot of people as far as food trucks and restaurants and other vendors and stuff from Farmer's Market through the keto stuff. And um, with the cart, that's the only kind of bad thing about it is I'm more limited where I can go at night because just people, you know, how people drive around here at night and... You've seen the cart, it takes up almost a full car lane. and Yeah. And unfortunately, from the weight of it, because it's like six, seven hundred pounds, wow. I can't go that fast over it because we all know Midland roads suck. Yeah, so man. as soon as you hit a bump, you're like, oh, uh, I'm trying to I'm keep trying it up. Yeah. Get it straight and stuff again. So, yeah. Yeah, you got to go easy, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot of weight. That's like even the mixer, you know, that I was here with you guys for the chamber mixer. 
you know, come seven o'clock, I was like, oh, you know, you guys are supposed to be over, and it's getting you know, dark. I, it's getting dark. I gotta go. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wish I could have stayed longer with the crowd and all that, but you know. But again, even you, just right up the street, you know, uh, going up big, big, big spring. I don't know. You know, it's yeah. kind of, you know, kind of scary. But again, there's very nice and thoughtful people here. Cause yeah. This uh, Tracy followed you. She followed, did. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. actually, anytime I've ridden it, um, I haven't had anyone really be rude. I've had people, you know, either just driving behind me and then coming around or a few people honking and waving, but I yeah. haven't had any really, really rude people yet. So that's really yeah. cool. Good, good. So I guess coming from New York, right? Is that, is that a big change? Oh, yeah. <laughs> New York, everybody's honk, honk, get out of the way. Yeah, you know? Yeah, everybody's so. going. Yeah, so big, big uh, culture difference yeah, down here. Yeah, for sure. Well, Mike, man, you got, you got anything else to say to the people of Midland and where they can find you? Tell them again where they can find you at and uh, social media and all that stuff. Man. Yeah, sure. Um, you can pre-order our bagels for delivery on Monday through Wednesday at tallcitybagel.com. Um, we're an affiliate with Favor, so we do deliveries with them on Monday, Thursday, and Wednesday. Um, Thursday and Friday, starting this Thursday, we'll be starting the new Coney Island Dogs right here in the BAM parking lot. BAM. And then Saturday and Sunday, we're in the lot right between Midland Self Storage and the, the Family Clinic right up the street on 3618 North Big Spring, um, right across the street from, is it Declada or what's the big um, office complex called? Man. <laughs> I always go blank. I always go bad on too. Clay Desta. Clay Desta, that's it. Clay yeah, Desta. Yeah, yeah. So. I always want to call it the castle, and I'm like, no, no, the that's fine. That's the pizza guy. So, so, and I from there, I just get stuck on it. Yeah. So we're right across the street from that. Um, we're there on um, Saturday and Sunday, starting at 11:30. That's um, just north of Wadley. Right, just north of Wadley, and you get to the Veterans Airport, you went a little too far. Yeah. So. And then Friday, Saturday, right here at Bam, 3107. Right yep. Yeah. Got out the dogs, so chips, cooler of soda. You know, we're we're here for you. Man, I can't wait, Mike. <laughs> get that Thursday, get that Friday, Friday afternoon dog. Oh yeah, man. Uh, you know yeah. you'll have one Thursday too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see, man. We we'll both know we love the food. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Can't can't complain about that. That's yep. for sure. Well, Mike, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, thank you for having me. It's been sure. a real honor, and thank you for all you've always done for me, always helping promote me and all that too. I mean, you know, it's people like you and. Jamie and you know Ruben and people like that that have always been behind us and you know promoted us and helped us out and all that. That's where why I'm at where I'm at now. I mean, without you guys, I probably wouldn't be here either. Well, man, it's team effort. Yep. Right. It takes a, it takes a what do they say? It takes a village. It takes a community. Yep. You know. So uh, let's build, man. Yep. Exactly. We're all here for the long run, so let's get it. Uh, let's get it. Yep. I think those are good words to go out on, man. Let's get it. All right. All let's right. get it. Later on. Thank you, Angel. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mike.